0: When future talent is deciding to apply for a job, what are their most important considerations? Well, if they're like most of us, right after the job description and salary range, your employee benefits page is going to be next. The reason is simple. Employees directly relate benefits to their overall perception of well-being. And HR leaders are constantly adapting their benefit offerings to meet the needs of their evolving workforces. But let's be honest, some employee benefits are way more interesting than others. Hi, I'm Andrea Herron, Head of People for WebMD Health Services, and I'd like to welcome you to the HR Scoop. On this podcast, I talk with other HR leaders to explore the world of unique employee benefits and about the challenges of managing unique workforces, because well-being isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. Today, we're joined by Anya Taylor, Director of Operations for Kinesis Business Catalyst, who was recently featured in the New York Times for starting an in-office school for the school aged children of their employees. We also talk about embracing mental health days, how larger community-building practices can be incorporated into the culture of smaller organizations, and what it takes to complete a 100-mile bike ride. Welcome, Anya. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited, too. Great. I have heard that your personal superpower is culture, and I definitely want to dig into that and hear more about it. Uh, but first, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your HR journey and your current role there at Kinesis.
1: That's an, an interesting uh, a journey and an interesting question, because um, we are a small company. We are 13 people total, and so we wear many different hats. And for me, one of those hats is HR. So my role is director of people operations. And so within the the all-encompassing operations bucket, um, there's the people aspect of it and there's the HR um, aspect um, in that. And I got to this via project management. I worked for um, a custom-built manufacturer for a long time and, yeah, cut my teeth at managing projects and then eventually um, managed the department, managed the people there then not quite three years ago, joined Kinesis um, in the operations department.
0: That's great. And really, I feel like people are just one big project. So that makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> <laughs> one thing I I do love about the HR profession is how different people's journey to it can be. So thank you for sharing that. So I'm sure you bring a very um, interesting perspective to the role and can really make a difference, even though it is a smaller organization, um, people are still, you know, very important.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, especially for us, we, you know, we are a service organization, we work with other small companies that are owner operated as well, like, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 100 employees, you know, that face some of the same challenges that we have in terms of, you know, having an owner or having a a small leadership team that is responsible for many different. Important things, and so um, at Kinesis, the way we we approach um, HR or or people or operations, all of these things are really in a, in a holistic way that is, yeah, kind of expressed in our philosophy from the inside out, which has you know a mission, a vision, or values at the center, and then come the people and how they connect to to those values and that mission. It's it's incredibly important to me that especially in operations and especially at a leadership level we put people first. And what that means is that we don't try to build systems and then plug people in there and try, you know, to write a job description so that it fits into the system. And then we try to find the person to fit into the job description, But that we really think about people and what they need and build our systems and processes around humans and not not the other way around.
0: Yeah, that is very smart. And it seems like you're really walking the walk over there because I believe congratulations are in order for a New York Times article that was just mentioned for Kinesis. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, that was kind of a crazy thing. <laughs> so, you know, again, like we, I mean, that's, you know, we also don't call, you know, HR human resources at Kinesis. We, we call it just, you know, Department of People and Benefits, essentially. And the reason for that is, is that we, we don't, we don't view people as cogs, you know. We don't view people as, as just another resource. We really um, want to get away from this mechanistic thinking about about people just you know performing a job and they need to be managed and they need to be regulated. We um, believe that if you, um, as a company, can provide you know a purpose for people and a mission and and the vision how to get there and then have people who are passionate about what they do and you're able to connect that passion with where you want to lead them then that will bring out um the best in them and and it will free up the extra energy people have a lot of things that they do without needing to be prompted or managed or incentivized like they you know they volunteer on their own time they run marathons or do triathlons or do all kinds of different things that they do because they're intrinsically motivated. And so we want to tap into that. And so the question that we always ask is, what can we do for our team? What can we do um, for them? You know, not, not just in terms of which benefits are we providing, but really holistically as human beings, how do we support them in everything that they do? Um, so at work, you know, work is a part of life. Like I don't believe in, in the, I think it's a false dichotomy to say work-life balance. I think You know, work is a part of everything that we do. And it's a huge part of what we do in terms of the hours we spend at work. And so we want to make that enjoyable and we want to make that positive and we want to make that um, count in the same way that other endeavors that you do in your life count. So with that thinking, when uh, COVID hit and we all were, you know, all of a sudden distributed working from home, those of us with kids really struggled quite a bit. You know, all of a sudden, we're not only asked to be employees, parents, um, but now also teachers and and full-time caregivers. And we all love our kids, but it's really (laughs) hard to get work done when you know you have, um, yeah, toddlers running around, or even like school-age kids running around who need obviously need help and need support in what they are trying to do. So, Sean Bassy, our our founder and, and owner he he posed this question to me he said why, why why can't we fix this like we have an empty office that you know we pay a lot of money for it's a beautiful office but we're not using it right now and we have a couple of school-aged kids in the in the broader Kinesis family and you know we could just hire somebody who who takes care of them there we have the space we have wi-fi we have everything they need we have desks and and we can provide that. And so uh, I reached out to my network and um, also posted on, on various social uh, platforms. And then Claire Miller, who is the journalist who wrote the article from the New York Times, approached us and and asked if she could interview us for for a piece she was doing. And they actually, yeah sent photographers and took uh, pictures of the space. And I have uh, my kids uh, featured prominently and they were very, very proud and shared it with everybody at their school.
0: Little models already. Well, that's incredible. (laughs) And certainly something we can aspire to. How have the parents responded to having that option available to them?
1: Pretty, pretty well. So we have Two people, myself included, I'm one of them um, who have school-aged kids. And then we have um, several, uh, three more of us who have toddlers and um, one infant, actually, one baby. And so uh, daycares are still open. So as long as they're still open, they can send their kids there. But um, for the parents, it's been huge um, because we really have focused time right now where we can have some quiet time, have our meetings and so forth. I mean, we are always welcome to bring our kids to meetings and have them sit on our laps or, you know, even our clients do that with us. Um, They're in the same boat. But it's been just a nice way to be able to focus and feel supported. And yeah, and it's, I think, also better for the children to be, you know, away from their ki- from their parents once in a while and get, you know, get the school support and the environment where they can um, focus on the schoolwork.
0: Wow, that is really Interesting that, you know, you were able to pull it together and make it a reality pretty quickly. And, you know, it seems like every day I'm getting online and there's a new study about the further impacts, especially working parents are having in maintaining their own physical and mental balance while trying to also parent and work at the same time.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's really important component of this is the mental health of people you know, while we think, you know, because for me personally, it was this question, well, of course I can do this. Of course, you know, I'm superwoman. I can, <laughs> I don't know, you know, do my job really well and I can take care of my kids and take care of myself and all of these things. And it really took right. Sean to probe a little bit and say, well, you know what, actually I don't believe you. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen, I've seen you being worn out and I've seen this, taken this toll and just, yes, can you do it? Probably. But should we do it this way? That's a different story. And instead of, you know, making this, people's individual problems, we took it on as a company problem to solve, as a company challenge. And I think what's important also is that in all of this, we don't forget the people who don't have children because what ended up happening is that we had adjusted schedules and so forth. You know, we're very flexible um, for the kids who do have children, but that meant also for the kids with children, uh, sorry, for the kids without, for the people without children to to then maybe carry a little bit more of the burden, which, which they happily did. But I think it's, it's important to remember that we are a team and there's many different needs um, that people have on their team. And some might be related to children and some might be related to something completely different. We, you know, recently, like we have a daily huddle in the morning and one of my coworkers said, you know, I'm not feeling it today. I'm having kind of anxiety creep up. I'm having some, some other things going on. I I need a mental health day and you're Need anything from me? I'm here. But other than that, I think today is going to be a day where I just, you know, I'm going to take a walk and be outside for a little bit. And everybody's like, yes, do that. And that's great. So I think the question of, you know, the well being of the employee comes, you know, it comes in so many different ways. It's such an individual question. And I think then for the company, it's really the charge to create an environment where these things can come out and are appreciated and are. Um, support it. And so that's, that's really what we're trying to do at Kinesis and what we're trying to um, do on a broader scale with our clients as well.
0: Well, and to that point, I mean, relationships are the foundation in any workplace. And a lot of times people overlook that because of the old thought process that there was a true distinction between when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm at home, I'm doing things that relate to me as a human. And, you know, over the past few years, certainly that line has dissolved more and more. And I think it will only continue to do that as we've all lived in this alternate reality for a while. But it comes back to the trust that you can build with your team. And the fact that someone can say, I need to take a mental health day and go do this for myself, and that is celebrated instead of stigmatized, Mm -hmm. is a huge step forward in the right direction.
1: Yes, I agree. And it takes, you know, to your point, it takes a lot of trust and, and it takes a while to build that up in, in, in the company. And yeah, I think what, what we try to do um, for a while is building what we call a human-centered business. And so we did that collaboratively. And we, you know, when you talk about relationships, we thought about what do we want relationships to look like and what does it really mean to, to have a human at the center and what do humans need? So we looked at Maslow's hierarchy and we looked at, you know, successful teams um, at Google and like hunter-gatherer societies and just like these, these teams of people and how they work together. And we came up with like three components. One of them is psychological safety um, and then there's growth and belonging. And I think those principles are the same principles that, you know, work for communities, that work for, you know, families, friendships, and, and I don't really see a company being different are much different than those communities that want to build relationships and want to thrive. And so our idea, our idea is if we, if we help people to thrive, if we help building a thriving community, in turn, the company will thrive because it's a symbiotic relationship. It's not, you know, it's not an antagonistic relationship, where we're trying to get as much out of the employee and they trying to get as much out of us, but we're trying to build this together for a bigger purpose. And so I think that relationship aspect is incredibly important and, and being intentional about, how we approach relationships.
0: I really love those three points. I'm gonna say them again, just in case somebody (laughs) wants to write them down. They were psychological safety, growth and belonging. And I love that because it couples back to the things we talked about earlier with discretionary efforts, intrinsic motivation. And I would also throw in their loyalty because if someone feels like they can be themselves, they can grow and they belong to an organization, why would you go anywhere?
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know, I oh, this is such a good point because you're building you're building a community together. And so what we did then with these you know three big buckets, we then said, okay, psychological safety. One of those things is um, an abundance mindset or assuming abundance, for example. Like I don't feel that if I you know give up an idea or I contribute in a certain way that that gets taken taken away from me, but we're, we're contributing together. Like the same as we elevate others, right? We want to support others where we're not here to win as an individual. We're here to win as a team. Yeah, I think there's, um, there's so much important conversation to still, you know, have to happen in, in, in workplaces around those kind of agreements of how we, how we treat each other, how we work with each other, how we want to be with each other in community. And we, yeah, we, again, this was a collaborative team effort. That's how we work. <laughs> so we, we all talked about what, what we want from each other, how we want to show up for each other. And, and we're able to build this framework and we're still working on it. This is a, you know, continuous, you know, feedback loop and, and kind of an experiment we're running. And we're hoping at some point um, that we have this built out in a way that we can, you know, bring it to other small businesses and really, you know, embrace this, you know, strong, you know, community aspect or, or relationship aspect of work. And, and then people will, um, yeah, hopefully be excited to be there. And then, you know, with the growth component coming into that, that's really where we see um, the professional development, uh, if you want to use corporate speak, um, coming into that because we are – then asking people, okay, what are you passionate about, and how do these passions connect with the purpose of Kinesis, and what do you like about your work? What gives you energy? What takes energy away from you? So let's try to figure out in your personal journey where you go outside of job titles, outside of you know many other things, outside of perks, but really as a as an opportunity to grow personally, and you know experience work as a place where I can do that, and not as a as a place where well I need to. You know, earn the money to then experience my personal growth somewhere else outside of work.
0: Right, I love that. And another thing that comes to mind is on the topic of the belonging especially right now, I think belonging is so critical because so many people are feeling isolated and lonely. And we talk about, you know, the parents with children and that's one group, but you also have the single people or those who live alone who aren't getting any real social interaction. So if there's a way to still be connected, it is just for that person's own well-being a very good thing so is there anything that you all are doing to make sure people still feel connected and do you think that will change you know once we eventually go back to an office are there things that you think will be different going forward
1: yeah it's a, that's a great question because honestly we struggled with that in the beginning of COVID, and also you know i think we all experienced this it was so sudden you know mm-hmm. from you know one friday to the next monday we decided we're not going back to the office and right the world we, shut down yeah exactly. And we had you know certain rituals, like a weekly huddle and you know Friday lunches together in the office and all of a sudden that was gone and what we noticed is that we had less connection with one another, and we didn't feel the belonging right and also I think there's another thing that often spaces businesses companies are branded in a certain way, and you can create a certain feel and a certain connectivity through that and all of a sudden, everybody's in their own house and they don't they don't see the company every day, right? I'm not going there and feel, you know, the calm space or I don't see, you know, certain things. I don't see the values on the wall. I don't see all my coworkers all the time. And there's such magic that happens sometimes when you just stop by at somebody's desk or, you know, I'm walking to the printer and walk by my colleague and I smile at her. So, you know, those, those little interactions, they are all lost. And so we thought, okay, what can we do to help the team through this? And, You know, there's some very concrete things that we did. We um, changed our weekly huddle to a daily huddle and we took turns. Everybody in the company um, takes a turn hosting the huddle. So um, that gives an opportunity for everybody um, to kind of bring their own personal um, flavor to, to gathering. It's half an hour long. Again, we're only 13 people, so that works pretty well for us. Mm -hmm. And um, then People give, you know, inspirations, and it can be a new recipe they tried, or it's a hike they went on, or it's some music that inspired them. It, it can be whatever they want it to be. It's usually personal. We usually don't talk about work. We then go around, like, you know, roundtable style and, and just uh, talk about what we did, you know, in the last 24 hours. And if somebody says, yeah, I didn't really do anything special, then that's cool, too. So, what we really what we try to do is build these um, personal relationships and the personal connection that we don't get when we, you know, just talk about work. What we also did is we have a book club now um, where we, yeah, connect on um, a very different level with one another, not work related. And uh, once a month we do an in-person uh, socially distanced happy hour um, at a park usually where we, you know, keep our distance, but at least we see each other in 3D. So that has been super helpful. And and we did a virtual retreat with the same kind of format as the, um, as the morning huddle, where everybody could just bring some sort of inspiration or teach a lesson of something that they wanted to you know, show to the team. Um, some people played music. Some people showed um, slideshows of their summer vacation, just this ways to, to connect as human beings outside of work. So we tried to create space for that. Those and are... oh, sorry. And you, you ask about. So we don't know yet. We, we, um, we are actually looking for a new office space in terms of looking ahead after COVID. Um, when we are planning on going back to the office, but not in the same way as we did before. So we found that um, quiet working time works really well for people being at home, um, and that we want to have a space uh, with our new office that focus primarily on collaboration. Um, both for us as a team and with clients and maybe um, even just have clients there if they you know want to have a meeting and collaborate and open it up to the community to to create this kind of collaboration hub that's that's our vision for that
0: that is interesting. And I do think office spaces and purposes will shift. Um, and also, those were some great ideas as far as how to stay connected with each other. You know, it doesn't, really de- it doesn't really matter how big of a team you have or what industry. I mean, those are very attainable ideas for folks. So thank you for sharing those. Um, yeah. I know that we've had a couple of our teams do kind of open lunchtime Zoom chats. So mm-hmm. it's very casual, you know, no agenda, no work talk, but we don't get to sit at the table at lunch together anymore. We don't get to pop by and say hello. So it's just right. an open come chat, tell me about your weekend kind of time.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, and personally, I will say I have been able to read more books now that I'm not spending an hour and a half commuting every day. So <laughs> yeah. little things like that or trying to do recipe um has been one of the perks of this Situation for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. So, one other thing I wanted to ask you about was um, your, I believe your organization is B Corp certified. So, I was curious how that might inform some of your practices and policies.
1: Yeah. So, you know, B Corp is, um, yeah, a mutual benefit corporation. And so, um, we're really thinking, you know, beyond just ourselves and our little community and, you know, maybe outside of. You know, just the bottom line and outside of um, just you know the financial responsibility we have you know to to our owner to to the employees there, um but also thinking about our community and what are the things that we want to do to um, yeah honor the people and the place that we are at. and so um it has influenced us in in many ways in terms of um really solidifying those ideas and kind of really thinking about what are we here to do and really finding, finding the answers to that you know, in a broader community and in, in things that, are, you know, that, that have something to do with a, with a higher purpose or, or a different purpose than just, I don't know, making money and, and, and growing, for example.
0: Great. I, I mean, obviously that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I'm glad to see that in your organization. So was there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners about your
1: organization
0: or the culture there?
1: I think we're really doing something special. Um, I am incredibly grateful and um, humbled by, you know, by being a part of Kinesis and working with, you know, the people and such an amazing team. Like I, I always tell people I've never worked with a team of so many dedicated, smart, humble people where there isn't an ego. And so, um yeah, I think um as a company we're really we're really trying to um you know continuously work on on building that for themselves for ourselves but then also building that for our, for our clients and uh, we recently um kind of switched from we, we traditionally come from marketing we've then over the last couple of years really dove into a more holistic um strategy for small businesses so we do a lot of different things um you know, around strategy, communication, even sometimes business model shifts. And we're working um, with the owners of those companies. And what all of these owners have in common is that they truly believe in their people and they want, to, want for their people to do well and to thrive and for the company to reach the potential. And so we're, we're helping them with that. And it's, it's such a privilege to, to do that in, in this space and also at the time, you know, building a great place to work for ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's really wonderful and quite special that you're making all of that happen at Kinesis, but then also have the ability to influence so many other smaller businesses out there. It's really great.
1: Yeah. And I, and I do believe, you know, small businesses are um, particularly well suited for all of this work because, you know, they tend to be on the smaller side. Like if we think about, you know, the Dunbar number of, you know, reasonably a person can have 150 relationships, you know, that that are meaningful to them in their life then you know that translates to businesses as well. And to have you know smaller companies and build the connectivity there, I think that is something that, that I'm personally very, very passionate about. And and putting the people first yeah, with that. Yeah. And and making making those companies um, reach their potential through their people and um in the marketplace. And I think, you know, often the focus is on the big corporations. And it's I'm I'm so grateful to yeah to be talking to you about um, as a small small business to be talking to you about all these things, because um, I think there's a lot of innovation coming from small businesses as well.
0: Absolutely. And I can't wait to see what you all do next. I have no doubt. <laughs> it will be amazing. Um, yeah. So to wrap it up and in keeping with, you know, the theme of the human centered business, I'd love to learn something about you because you know, you're human too. Um, What's the (laughs) thing about you that people may not know?
1: One of the things I, I kind of try to see like the red thread you know through my life, and <laughs> and I think what 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 that is is probably that I like to challenge myself. I like to explore new things. you know I, I one of my passions is bike riding, and I will go on a hundred mile ride or I don't know wow. ride you know an elevation of four thousand five hundred feet over thirty two miles or something something like that. And there's a lot of people out there who are who are much um, more avid cyclists than I am, but that's something that pushes me outside of my comfort zone. And, and I like that. And, and I like, because I grow, that's, you know, that's where I grow and that's where um, this exploration of life and, and kind of the, the, the juice of life is for me.
0: Wow. That is impressive. And my quads hurt just thinking about it. So (laughs) kudos. on that.
1: It brings me a lot of pleasure. So um, I really enjoy it.
0: That's great. Probably good for your physical and mental health as well.
1: Absolutely. There's a huge mental health component to that as well, for sure.
0: Great. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of that goodness with us. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Andrea. I, I also really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you for listening to the HR Scoop podcast. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google or directly at webmdhealthservices.com slash podcasts.